0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. As more and more Americans travel by air, reports are soaring of bad behavior by passengers. Some involve physical violence against airline personnel.
1: You get to the airport, it's crowded. You get on the flight, it's crowded. And then on top of that, we have what appear to be an extraordinary number of flight cancellations.
0: Then... Despite progress in recent decades, there's still a significant leadership gender gap in American business. An expert says more mentoring might help.
1: I was a young engineer. There weren't very many females in engineering. And then there's even fewer women in the military that are engineers. Man, if I had a mentor, I think my life would have been a whole lot easier.
0: Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. In a survey of 5,000 flight attendants from 30 airlines, 85% of them said they had to deal with unruly passengers just this year. As more and more travelers head to airports, bad behavior is becoming more common. And here to discuss this with us is Loretta Alkali, former FAA Eastern Regional Council and an adjunct professor at Vaughn College of Aeronautics and Technology. Loretta, it seems like law enforcement can't keep up with this surge. Is this the worst it has ever been in terms of passenger incidents?
1: I think so, yes. I don't believe that I've ever seen anything in the decades that I've been involved in aviation that it's ever been this bad.
0: And is there a problem with dealing with all of these offenders in terms of law enforcement and punishment? I guess?
1: Well, there is a problem because once the door is closed on an airplane, the jurisdiction is federal jurisdiction. So, state and local police, the airport police, really don't have jurisdiction. And the U.S. Attorney's Offices quite honestly, don't want to take a lot of these cases, unless there are significant cases with significant injuries. For the most part, they decline prosecution, and then the FAA prosecutes civilly. And these civil sanctions just don't seem to be working. I really think that it's not a question of how much you can prosecute people. I think it's the cauldron that's created at the airports.
0: Well, in that survey I mentioned, 17% of the flight attendants said the incidents became physical. And obviously, you know, you're putting not only a flight attendant at risk, but perhaps the entire airplane and all the passengers could be at risk as well in that situation. I know you're not a psychologist, but do you have any idea why these incidents have increased so dramatically?
1: Well, flying these days, especially since the resurgence of flights, after the pandemic is really a miserable experience. So we thought it was miserable when flights were just crowded, but now everything is crowded. You get to the airport, it's crowded. You get on the flight, it's crowded. And then on top of that, we have what appear to be an extraordinary number of flight cancellations, flight rerouting. So we have people that haven't flown in 18 months combined with very, very stressful situations, plus people that are reacting negatively to requirements to wear a mask, et cetera. So I, I think we have a particular boiling point of everything that could be horrible about flying you know, occurring now. So I think that's just led to a lot of tension. I mean, we just saw hundreds and hundreds of flights that were canceled. So people are waiting online. When they finally get on a flight, they're stressed out. And quite frankly, they're not managing their emotions well. Alcohol is a factor. A lot of people apparently are bringing their own alcohol on flights. So I do think that We may not be able to prosecute our way out of this situation. And I personally do not believe that the airlines have stepped up as much as they could.
0: Well, it seems like law enforcement is really strained by all of this. And, you know, we hear about unruly passengers being duct taped to their seats. And in one case recently, a passenger actually called in a bomb threat from the plane And I don't believe he was prosecuted. I think they decided it was too big a mess as far as jurisdictions to deal with him.
1: Well, there's also the factor that it has to be a credible threat. And, you know, when the FBI, and and I don't know personally what they looked at or what their evidence was, but apparently they made the decision to decline prosecution. It's very, very difficult to prosecute people criminally anyway, because of the extraordinarily high burden of proof. And on top of that, I mean, if somebody is mentally ill or under the influence, that could affect whether a jury is going to convict them. So the U.S. attorneys and even local police are constrained in terms of how many resources they can put into these cases.
0: We're talking with Loretta Alkali, former FAA Eastern Regional Council and an adjunct professor at Vaughan College of Aeronautics and Technology. Loretta, if you had any advice for our listeners who are planning to be on an airplane, what advice could you give them, if any, that might help this type of situation?
1: Well, definitely plan for flight disruption. So if you have to get to a wedding or you're taking a specific vacation, don't bind yourself to the last minute. So you might have to build in an extra day to make sure that you can get to where you want to go. So that way, when you arrive at the airport, you're not as stressed by potentially inevitable flight delays. Relax as much as possible. Don't let things that happen around you affect you, stay calm because you do not want to be thrown off a flight. You don't want to be blacklisted by the airlines and you certainly don't want to be fined by the FAA. So I think the biggest thing is if it's somewhere that you can drive, you know, drive if it's within a couple of hundred miles, avoid the airlines right now because it is a stressful situation.
0: If you could wave a magic wand and change the way that these incidents are handled, what would you do? Is is there anything you would do differently?
1: I do think that there's the possibility for Congress to give more authority to state and local police so that they might have jurisdiction in some cases to handle, especially some of the less egregious cases. I mean, they're egregious anytime anyone interferes with a flight. But of course, you know, they're on a scale from terrorism to obnoxious people making it difficult. So I think that Congress could look at deputizing local law enforcement to handle some of these cases. But I think that Congress needs to look and the Department of Transportation needs to look at what the airlines are doing to make flying better for consumers and less stressful. So all these cancellations where people end up having to pay for hotels overnight or rerouting their whole vacations, I mean, there are things that... The department could be looking at that perhaps would reduce some of the tensions and of course not having these packed flights would make it I think much better.
0: Two suggestions I'm curious of what your reaction would be on these. These have been floated as ideas for dealing with these disruptive people. One is public shaming and the government releases their name publicly and and information about the incident and the other is to put them on a no-fly list if they disrupt a flight. Uh, What are your thoughts on those ideas?
1: Well, in terms of public shaming, I think that the individuals, especially when they're caught on tape, are publicly shamed. And I think that deterrence works very well against the individual. So you have specific deterrence and general deterrence. So the actions that the government and the airlines are taking against individuals does prevent them from doing it again. There's very little recidivism, if any. But the problem is there's no general deterrence, that the next person is unable to control themselves because whatever has happened, arrested or $20,000 fines isn't enough. I think that a lot of it has to do with the airlines and the government relooking at the flying experience and seeing whether there aren't things that could be done to lower the circumstances that make people go crazy.
0: Loretta Alkali, former FAA Eastern Regional Council and adjunct professor at Vaughn College of Aeronautics and Technology. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, and we appreciate your perspectives on it.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Next, solving the leadership gender gap in American business. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.